0: Welcome to The Brave in the Wild, a podcast by Eat What You Kill. I'm Tim Kaverman and I'm flying solo on this one, discussing a topic that means a lot to me and that I've seen discussed in our community. This podcast is actually based on an article I wrote for a business platform to communicate my experiences of burnout and what happens to your body and mind when you stop listening to and recognising the signs that something's not right. It's really important to me that this podcast always include an element of promoting positive mental health. In the last three weeks, I've seen four conversations in the Eat What You Kill community with the words burnout, depression and struggling in them. So I thought I'd share this here in the hopes that it will resonate with some of you and perhaps offer some insight and help if you're experiencing some of these symptoms or burnout itself. At the least, I hope it offers you some relief knowing you're not alone and that it does pass. I guess the best place to start is defining what burnout actually is. I've researched burnout and its associated symptoms to a depth that's probably not super healthy. I've spoken to doctors, psychologists and others who have been through the same thing. While everyone has their own triggers, there are common traits and effects that for me anyway, feel scary, debilitating and at times hopeless. The best description of burnout I've found is as follows. Burnout is a state of total emotional, physical and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It is often but not always related to one's job and occurs when your level of overwhelm exceeds your capacity for managing it. Now I'd add to this that the stress and triggers may not actually always be obvious until it's too late. They weren't with me anyway. My experience with burnout goes back a few years now to the start and while I don't intend to assume anyone else's situation, I'd like to offer a brief insight into my experiences I think it's important to give hindsight, having been on the receiving end. I now have a clear set of warning bells that dictate my personal and my professional level of acceptance for stress. Back near the end of 2020, I woke up one morning with a headache. I didn't think much of it, but this headache was different. It was deeper and it seemed to be all over my head. This headache would last almost three months. Following the headache came a wave of slow and steady fatigue that took hold without me even noticing. It was enough to make me feel off, but I wasn't that concerned. Then one morning I woke up and couldn't get out of bed, even rolling over required effort. I struggled through a shower and a day of work. I fell asleep multiple times, usually on the floor while playing with my dog. This was new, it hadn't happened before. This went on for a few weeks, and I just assumed I'd been overdoing it at the gym, or that I wasn't eating enough. I tried everything to shake the fatigue and headaches, but nothing helped. I decided it was time to see the doctor. I had full blood tests, literally everything they could test for, I had done. I tidied up my diet, I stopped training at the gym, and I worked fewer hours. There were days where I'd feel better, but I'd always slip back into the mornings of struggling just to get out of bed. I had more tests done, and at this point I'd actually convinced myself that I had a brain tumour. Weeks turned into months, and the relentless fatigue turned into depression and anxiety. I was sad that I felt so awful. I was scared that I was sick, which triggered anxiety and panic in me. And I'd lost interest in doing everything I loved, simply because I didn't have the energy to do it. I stopped working mostly. And the work that I did do was pretty much rubbish. My creativity was gone and I got to the point where I really didn't give a shit. I didn't talk to anyone about how deeply I was struggling. I'd shrug it off by saying I was tired or sick. And then continue my routine of staring aimlessly at my computer and napping. I cancelled and avoided meetings and social events and thought if I just kept resting on my own, it would go away. This went on for what felt like a very long time. By now, Christmas was coming, and I wasn't actually super excited about the holidays. I hadn't been working, so I didn't feel like I deserved a break. What started as a headache was now ongoing and overwhelming anxiety, depression, and fatigue. I'd actually gotten used to it, if I'm honest. I was due to go to an end-of-year Christmas party. I was dreading it. Everything in me was anxious about sitting there around happy people and pretending to feel good myself. The morning of the lunch, I woke up feeling terrible. The anxiety and fatigue was at its max and I believe that the impending lunch was just making me feel worse. I went through the motions of getting up and I went outside to take my wheelie bin up the driveway. This is the point when I think the burnout came to its peak (laughs) and the world just closed in around on me. I'm not sure if I fainted or if I just gave up, but I found myself sitting on the driveway in tears. I think this was the point I realised something needed to change, and that something was really wrong. Without putting too much thought into whether it was a good idea or not, I jumped in my truck and drove to the emergency room. I told them I'd passed out and I didn't know why. They immediately took me through. I think they were a little bit worried about the state I was in. I again did full blood tests and urine tests. The doctor gave me a full physical, checked all my results, and asked me a very strange question. He said, if you saw an old lady crossing the street and there was a car coming, what would you do? At the time, I was completely confused, and I actually awkwardly laughed. For the first time in a long time, I laughed. I wondered what the fuck he was on about, and then it occurred to me that he was asking about my mental state. We sat down and chatted for about 40 minutes. He said physically I was fine, but suggested I needed to talk to a psychologist and address my lifestyle and how I deal with stress. He said I seemed sad, like really sad, and I thought about it, and I was. I was sad that for the last few months I'd thought I was dying. I was sad that I'd been too tired to clean or cook properly, or even work, and most of all I was terrified that I didn't know why any of this was happening. That was the day I truly learned what the word burnout meant. Knowing what was wrong with me was a huge weight off my shoulders to be honest. The Christmas and New Year period of 2020 and 2021 was all about starting over for me internally. I still hadn't really told anyone the specifics of what was going on, but I put work aside for a month and forced myself back into a more healthy routine. I stopped napping during the day and started talking to my amazing psychologist Ampara. I reconnected with the things I loved, I went spearfishing, I took my camera out, I cooked good food and hung out with my family and friends more. What I didn't do was drink and party for a month. I stopped putting pressure on myself and I learned tools to cope with stress. Most importantly, I learned what actually stresses me out. The deep stress that causes this stuff in the first place. I learned to breathe and I accepted that I was healthy physically and let go of the idea that I might be sick. Slowly but surely the fog of the fatigue I'd been feeling began to clear and finally my headache got better. My energy was slowly coming back and I was smiling more. I started listening to happy music again and found my creativity. In the space of four weeks, I feel like I stopped everything and then slowly and carefully reintroduced the things I love to remind myself why life is awesome. I wrote a quote on a mental health blog I used to have a few years ago that said, drown in the things that make you smile. This has become my guiding light. I wish I could say this was the end of the story, but it happened again. Fast forward to now, 2022. Yes, it happened again. In late January, I started feeling tired again. It's almost like when this happens, my brain blocks logical thinking because I immediately went back to the thought process that I was sick. A week later, I was back in the struggle of even getting out of bed. I'd lost interest in almost everything again, and I was back to being lazy with cooking and cleaning. I went back to the doctors for tests, and hollow depression and sadness, again. I'd been spending a lot of time alone. The comfort of isolation had become perhaps not so healthy. I'd been eating a poor diet, including a lot of sugar. I've also put a lot of pressure on myself this year to build Eat What You Kill, make a successful podcast, grow fuel media, and also my photography business. I'd been relying on medication to manage my anxiety. And I think like everyone else, the last few years of COVID bullshit and lockdowns, and associated stress has all caught up with me. This time, rather than go down the rabbit hole of depression, I made some big and immediate changes. The hardest and probably most needed change was getting truly healthy. I've had stabs at it before, but to be completely honest, I've never been 100% committed at doing it. I cut all inflammatory foods out of my diet. I stopped eating processed foods and instead I now eat meat, vegetables and lots of good fats. I avoid sugar, which was pretty much what I lived on up until this year. I don't eat wheat, I don't eat gluten. I do have the odd pizza because, well, pizza's epic. This change was hard, actually a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And in the first couple of weeks I got really sick, which didn't help with how I was already feeling. But now, almost 13 weeks on, or four months on almost, uh, I feel a lot better for it. In fact, a lot of aches and pains, especially associated with back pain, have all disappeared. This really surprised me as I wasn't expecting it. I know now that when your body is in a constant state of inflammation, through food, through stress, and through your environment, eventually it's going to push back. For almost four months, I sent a photo of every meal I had to my good friend Krista. She kept me accountable and helped me not only with the food, but with my mindset. I've made some really big changes, and Krista, if you're listening, I'm forever thankful for you. I started CrossFit again. I still have to push myself to train with the classes instead of going in alone, which is where my comfort zone lies. But with the changes in my diet, I no longer have huge crashes after the workout. I feel stronger and faster, and most importantly, I feel happier. I've started seeing my psychologist again, and I've made an effort to go hunting and spend more time away from the comforts of home. It's now nearing the end of April. This year started in a really hard place again, and I was gutted. But I believe now that I'm the healthiest I've ever been. The first time round, burnout kicked my ass. I didn't know what it was, and I really battled with it. This time, I took it as the warning sign it was that things had to change. The change in my diet and lifestyle has allowed me to halve the dose of my anxiety medication. I've tried this in the past, and I couldn't do it physically. This time, and I believe it's due to the lack of sugar and processed foods and just being in a healthier mindset, I had almost no side effects in reducing the medication. I now have a super clear picture of what burnout means to me what causes it and how I need to deal with it when it happens. I take pride in knowing that if it happens again, I need not slide into the cycle of depression and anxiety, but instead use it as a reminder to slow down or a notification that something needs to change. I wanted to clarify the symptoms of burnout. Everyone will have their own triggers, but through my experiences and vast research, these are the most common symptoms I can offer. If you're experiencing any or all of these with no medical reasoning, perhaps this article will connect with you. The symptoms are as followed. Headaches, fatigue and constant tiredness or lack of energy, sleep problems, sleeping too much or too little, a negative mindset and loss of interest in the things you usually love and enjoy, a change in appetite, detachment, isolation and withdrawal, procrastination and the Ill- inability to focus, depression and anxiety, and irritability. I've outlined here how I recovered from burnout twice now. I actually think it's happened to me more than twice in the past and I just never knew what it was. I understand that we are all different and that we have different situations, interests and lifestyles. To offer further clarity on my above story, here are some tips and tools that I've used and learned over the years. The first and most important step is recognising burnout. Watch for the symptoms and recognise when things aren't as they should be. Seek help from your doctor to rule out anything physical. When you can put a name on it, it takes away some of its power. Rather than being an unknown... Suddenly, it's a real symptom that you can take steps to deal with. Reach out to others. Tell people you trust how you're feeling. This act in itself will reduce the pressure and stress that comes with carrying it alone. Connect with your family, friends, co-workers and GP. You might be surprised how many people you talk to have been through the same thing or know someone that has experienced this. Employ the help of someone who knows what they're doing find a specialist or psychologist that you really connect with this can take some time but when you find that person you'll never let them go they can offer experience and assistance that friends and family often can't i personally believe that everyone can benefit from seeing a psychologist even if it's just a few times a year or as required reframe how you look at what you're feeling. By that I mean change your thoughts. Well, for me, it was changing my thoughts from I'm sick or what the hell is wrong with me to, okay, here's an alarm bell. What needs to change? Do I need to slow down? Do I need to change my lifestyle? Am I working too much? Am I working too little? Once you reframe how you think about it, you'll have a more positive outlook mentally even when you're feeling off physically. Evaluate your priorities. What do you need to be doing? What can be put aside or put on pause? What can be done differently? Is work always the top priority, or is your mental health more important? Are you doing enough of what really makes you happy? Are you doing things just to please others? Along with evaluating your priorities, I suggest you evaluate your lifestyle. Are you spending time around positive and uplifting people? Are you working in a positive environment? Do you fuel your body with nutritious food or eat to satisfy unhealthy cravings, which is what I used to do? Are you engaged with others or are you isolating yourself? Even when you feel like spending time alone resting is healthy, sometimes even jumping on the phone with someone can make a huge difference. Make exercise a priority. I know how hard this is when you're feeling fatigued and low, but moving with intention for at least 30 minutes a day, whether it's a walk, a swim or a workout, will help alleviate stress and offer a bit of a reset during the day. Make sleep and rest the top priority. Make sure you get enough sleep and enough rest. It's often a hard task when life is giving you a kick in the butt but work on healthy night and morning routines to ensure you're spending enough time in bed, sleeping or resting. If you're struggling with sleep, I can highly recommend a book called The Sleep Book by Guy Meadows. This book literally changed my life and has helped me now sleep without anxiety and without stress. Finally, I'd like to invite you to learn to breathe. For me, learning to breathe properly has been an absolute game changer. Slow, steady nasal breathing, day in, day out, has really helped my stress and anxiety levels. I've learned breathing patterns that optimize my performance through everything from workouts to panic attacks. Find what works for you. Do research. Find a mentor or coach. Practice your breathing and it will become the new normal and it will make a huge impact on your life. In closing, I'd like to acknowledge that burnout is scary, confusing and an uncertain thing to go through. It's something we should all learn to monitor and be aware of. Three years ago, I didn't even know what the word truly meant. Now I see it everywhere, in the business world, here in the Eat What You Kill community, I hear it spoken about on the news and on other podcasts. It's something that the world is slowly shining a light on. If you're going through the cycles of it, please know it does pass. Use it as a self-awareness indicator and adjust accordingly. Don't do it alone. It sucks, trust me. Talk to those you trust and ask for help. Find comfort in knowing you're not alone. In fact, I believe the last few years have been a trigger for many. Be kind to yourself and day by day things will get better, I promise. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this brief overview and podcast on burnout. Among other things, Eat What You Kill was founded on a pillar of mental health, and I intend to include it in the podcast content that I release with The Brave in the Wild. Stay tuned for the next episode where I welcome another interesting guest and more meaningful conversation.